0: because you're faithful because you deserve it hallelujah no less than every praise that we can give you if we had 10,000 times it still would not be enough hallelujah to say thank you lord thank you thank you for today lord thank you for this gift of today thank you for opening our eyes this morning it was not our health and strength it was not our might but your breath your breath That is in each one of our bodies that woke us up this morning, that started us on our way, and we say thank you. We are among the grateful people on today to have another opportunity, Lord, just to enter in and say thank you for being God all by yourself, Lord. Father, we ask that you would just have it your way. Thank you, Lord, for those that are on their way. Help them to get here safely, Lord. For those that are tuning in, we come against any interference or distraction, Father, that would hinder them from, Lord God, tuning in and receiving a word from you today, Lord. We want to be changed, Lord God, not just in the physical, Lord, but on the inside. We want to be changed totally and completely to you that we can walk out this Christian life, Lord God, 24-7, Lord hallelujah father not just to be hearers of the word but doers as well lord god so we ask that you would just bless and lord god empower the woman of god as she comes on today lord god and gives what you have given her lord that it falls on good ground hallelujah that it falls on fertile ground that it is received oh god lord god would you touch hearts lord come in with the wall built up Lord God with a stony exterior would you touch and would you pierce down to the deep inner depths of their heart Lord that the word can penetrate Lord and do exactly what you have purposed it to do Father we thank you and we ask you to bless each one that is on post on today from the musicians to the AV Lord God to the uh, uh, housekeepers the doorkeepers Lord God the, Lord God the ministers Lord that are going to be working the altar bless each one father in the mighty name of Jesus Lord and we say thank you Lord have your way have your way we we make room we make room for you hallelujah to have your way we make room for you to have your way so come on in rest in this place Lord and do what is your good pleasure to do Lord because everything you do is right and we praise you we bless you and we say thank you in jesus name we pray amen and amen
1: amen amen in jesus name you may have your seats welcome welcome to new antioch christian fellowship at aliante i kind of feel like my voice needs to be welcome welcome to new antioch christian fellowship at aliante Because I feel the weight of worship in the room. And usually I'm rowdy, but I just feel so, it's just a sweet fragrance, a sweet place of worship that is happening in the house. And so I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the team. And so again, I say welcome to everyone is here. Everyone that has joined us on video broadcast to our guests, our friends, and our church family. You have entered a place of blessing where you can meet Jesus, change your life, and find your purpose. I affirm to you on this afternoon that you will hear a word that transforms your life, a song that lifts your heart, and a prayer that speaks to your every need. I pray that you can feel the weight of the Spirit of God in this room. If you feel anything different, if you're wondering, well, what is that? What is that? just, Just say, God. Just come in, come in, rest here, rest on me. Um, If this is your first time visiting with us, please wave your hand. Just wave at us if this is your first time here. Oh, oh, welcome. Thank you for being here. I got to wave. And if you are here on our um, uh, social media, just put it up in the comments that this is your first time here. Let us know where you are visiting from. Our scripture for the week is coming from Psalm 63, 3 and 4, and it reads, Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. I love something that Pastor Darian said, and I'm just taking that uh, for today. Um, But he is a God who intervenes. And so we praise him for his intervention. I worship you for the things that you've stepped into that I didn't even know to invite you in. I I worship you for the things that, that I did invite you into and that you stepped into. And then there's a declaration that says, I will, I will praise you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands. And I want us in this atmosphere on this morning, for some of you, and Pastor Darian said it, we, we won't even lift our hands up because we don't know what that looks like to other people looking at us. But in my worship, because I'm not worshiping you all and I'm not worshiping for you, I lift up my hands in worship to my God. And so I want to invite you just for this moment to lift up your hands, not because I asked you to, but this is an acknowledgement God, I, I know, I, I know that you have intervened. God, I know that you have stepped in. God, I know that you have come in for me. And I will, I will. It doesn't matter what my neighbor's doing. It doesn't matter if they don't lift their hands in acknowledgement. But I lift my hands toward the sky because I praise my God. And I want us to understand. You see people, they always raise their hand. It's a render. It's an acknowledgement. God, I thank you. That's all it is. Don't be too shy. Too into yourself to acknowledge God. It's just an acknowledgement. And so I affirm on today, God, that it is our declaration that I will lift my hands. I will praise you and I will worship you. Amen. 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 We thank God for that. And as we are in this this sweet place of worship, we will move right on into our time of, of offering and, and of giving. Because tithing is for worshipers. It is for those who said, Here, here's my worship. Here's how I decrease and increase you. Here's how I give myself away. And so we are going to move into our time of tithing and of offering. Our sanctuary attendants are here. If you need an envelope, please raise your hand and they will make sure that you receive um, an envelope. We also have several other ways for you to give. And you can give um, by text. And just text 77977 to New Antioch. All one word. You can give that way you can also give online at newantioch-aliante.org hit the donate button follow the prompts all the way through you can give that way you can also give on Cash App. And that is, doll- we got some Cash App folk in the house. That is dollar sign, new A, Aliante. There's two A's in there, new A, Aliante. And our Cash App, have, y'all have caught on to the Cash App. I was fussing about it, like, y'all going to give through Cash App? We got folks that take the convenience of Cash App, and you give your tithe and offering. But there are also those who um, give through the mail still. And we appreciate those who say it don't matter how I give as long as it reaches it to the place it's supposed to be. And so we're at 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100, uh, North Las Vegas, Nevada, 89084. You can give that way. And as we are in our time of giving we wanted to introduce to you um, what we're going to go into right now uh, for this, this last leg of, of the year. Um, we've talked about it. We told the church about it. And that is that we have found ourselves in a deficit uh, in the church. Um, the leadership um, team has, we, we're, we've we discussed it. And there's a few things that we believe that is causing uh, some of the deficit that we have financially in the ministry. But what we are going to do um for this month, we're going to start it today, give you the information today, and then by December 18th, we want you to bring in your big give. We are going to start a big give for over here at Aliante. Now, the big give is above and beyond your tithe, what you always give, but we need, we usually keep we have been in a ministry over here for about 13 years. This is the first time that we our savings has not been worth three months of our lease payment could be carried. And so that's our, our goal, and that is to raise three months of our lease payment. That would be about $39,000 that we can sit there and be safe with in our account. And so that is our endeavor. That's what we are going to raise. Pastor Darren, you blessed me this morning when you said we serve a God who intervenes. And I so believe on this morning that we are serving a God who intervenes. That the $39,000 is small to him. It's not a big thing. It's coming in our faith. It's going to come through our belief. It's going to come through our worship. It's going to come through what we believe that God said that he would do. And he is a God who intervenes. He shows up. And so what we're going to do in this big give is next Sunday we're going to pass out big give envelopes. We want you to put your your big give in the envelope and just turn that in. Of course, it'll be accounted to your giving record and all of that. But we're going to give you um, a couple of weeks, a few weeks, again on the 18th, we're going to um, ask you to bring in those big gives. And as the leadership team was looking at those numbers, we figured that if there's 10 people that give $1,000, 20 people that can give $500, 40 people that can give $250, we're just about at our mark. Now don't let our numbers limit you because if God is pressing on you to give more, then give what God is telling you to give. Do that. But we just thought those numbers, if there was 10 people with 1,000 and 20 people with 500 and 40 people with 250, then we would meet where we're supposed to be uh, in in this big give. I want us to consider the house. Uh, We're over here in our shopping season, and there are some people that went out and they made that their priority. Nothing wrong with your Black Friday shopping. Nothing wrong with you prepping for Christmas and the holiday. Did you remember the house? Is there any extra? Because there was money that you wasn't gonna spend on tennis shoes and clothes, but you pulled it out And you're going to get it from somewhere. Something else will go lacking for you to make sure that Christmas is full under the Christmas tree. Did you remember the house that has served you, that has uh, given unto you, that has been there for you? And so we're asking you um, in this big give. On next Sunday, we'll have the envelopes. You can put your amount in there. And I want us to know that we don't give to get, but that there is a blessing in our giving. There is a blessing in our obedience to take care of the house, God's place. And so I'm asking all of you, all of you that are online, there's there's some of you that view online and don't feel like you have the responsibility of the house because you never come in the house, um, because you view us from online. But we want to invite you in into this big give because it takes those who are giving in this house to sustain this place. And so we just say thank you on that. We are starting the big give again next Sunday. We'll start passing out those envelopes, um, and we have the breakdown. If you want to be in the in the uh, in the ten to give a, a thousand dollars, if you want to be in the twenty to give five hundred dollars, or the forty to give two fifty. And if you're saying I don't fit any of those categories, then give what your heart because God knows your heart then give what's on your heart if none of those fit your category. Because for some of you, those categories are too small. And for some of you, that 250 may be too much. But God knows. He knows your heart. And so I would just say thank you. Those will be coming next week. We gave the ways to give for this week. Um, I'm believing that we serve a God who intervenes. And he has not brought us this far. Um, God told us that this year is for the believers. And so here we go. Believers taking another step. Here we go. Believers stepping out. I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it. Some of you already have testimony of what your belief has done. I'm a believer. And so I stand on God. And on this morning, I'm standing on a God who intervenes. And he is intervening for us. And so, Father God, we say thank you on this morning. Thank you, oh God, for your word. Thank you for the heart of the giver. Thank you for being who you are. For you are the God who intervenes, who makes intercession, who steps in and steps through. And so, God, we say thank you. Would you bless those who have given even on this afternoon, God? Bless their hearts and their homes. Would you multiply them in the name of Jesus, God, and touch those, God, who have a heart to give who have not been able to give, but God, if you give it, they will. And so I said, God, we believe with them and for them in the name of Jesus. And so now we press on into worship. Oh, I'm excited about worship praise, Him. I hope you all are letting go. Get those hands up and let the Holy Spirit fall wherever he wants to. Amen. Amen. Not because of what you've
2: done, but simply because of who you are and worship you because of who because you of who because of who you are lord i worship you because worship mode all month long and we're to be leveling up our worship and some of you haven't been here all month long I'm gonna let you all slide but those of you that have been here all month long did you forget that worship is an act and an attitude that you use your words that you use your body and that you use your emotions. Some of you, your mind is far, far away. You came to church. Your body came to church. But your mind is somewhere else while we're in the middle of worship. And so those of you that don't know, you're just welcome to New Antioch. We appreciate you. We're glad that you're here. But for those of you who do know, bring your, can God have your mind for a
0: minute,
2: can God have your mind for a minute and worship? I have to teach you to do it. I'm the pastor, right? I understand? You don't get it. It's like your kids. You have to, you're gonna be telling them for five years to make up their bed. They'll get it after a while, or not. But they'll get it. But that doesn't mean you're not responsible to teach them. I'm responsible to teach you. So maybe when it does catch on and you really do fall in love with God, at least you'll say, Pastor taught me how to worship. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Oh leveled up our worship and this was the most important one for we were created to worship can I tell y'all what my level up is I leveled up I, t- I took another level because so many times we uh, and it is true that as praises go up the blessings come down the presence of the Lord comes down when we worship him his presence comes into the room but often we worship him so his presence can come in the room and god said if you only worship me to get me to do something that that is not pure worship he said that's manipulation I'm going to praise him so we're going to praise him, we're going to worship because we want God to come into the room so everybody said when they came to New Antioch the spirit of the Lord was in New Antioch and and God, we're going to worship you so you'll come in we're going to worship you so you'll do something that's not worship that's manipulation that's what women do when we want our husbands to do stuff clean stuff up put that dinner on put the right dress on and the right fragrance on uh, uh, it's not because I love you it's because I'm trying to get you to do something that's what our kids do when they clean up their room why, why obviously why your room clean that's that's not that's not God, mom I'm cleaning up my room out of obedience to you because I know this is going to make you happy that's mom I'm cleaning up my room because I want to manipulate you into doing something game coming up Friday night if it wasn't a game week room would be a mess dishes would be half washed so if we only worship God to get him to do stuff and and it's biblical if you worship him he'll do stuff but that cannot be our motivation sometimes i want the service to go so well i want the spirit of the lord here and so i I, i'm gonna worship i'm gonna praise i'm going hard so that god will do something but can you worship if he does nothing at all when i worship him and it doesn't matter whether he comes in the room in a great way at all it doesn't matter what the people do at all god i'm giving you this worship because you are worthy And no other reason i say i love you because i do and not to try to get you to do something so that's my level up i've been guilty of, of 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 trying to create an atmosphere so god can do something but but true worship says you don't have to do a thing just enjoy my worship so that's my level up that's my level up for this month and i hope you've leveled up some way in this month i was not supposed to preach today Uh, pastor ronnie is not feeling well i was teaching last night at our other church at our new church and i'm teaching them some basic stuff because we're raising up an army to go take sunrise manor by storm and evidently god wanted you to hear what i was teaching them Uh, and it is about worship Uh, and so this wasn't originally for you but i'm wondering how god orchestrated that you get to hear this today um it was interesting pastor uh, or bishop uh, bj came in uh last night because some of the stuff i stole from her and she showed up at church last night so i had to give it a credit i would have given her the credit anyway uh and then god gave me a little bit of a deeper revelation so we're going to go to malachi uh chapter three Verse 6 through 12, Malachi chapter 3, verse 6 through 12. In the New International Version, and we're standing in reverence to the reading of the word of God. Thank God for all of you that are home for the weekend, all our college students that are home for the weekend. (laughs) Love you guys. Thank you to all of our guests and family members and those who are here for the holidays. Thank you for stepping in at New Antioch at Aliante. To hang out with us while you're here in Las Vegas. Come back and see us every time. And, and children, I want y'all to stay in school, but you can always come home. Don't never forget uh, to roll back up in here when you're home. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6 through 12. Let's read. It's there for you on the screen. I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But, you ask, how are we to return? Will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings, you are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed for yours will be a delightful land says the lord almighty our topic this afternoon is worship in giving worship in giving new a new a new a i feel like i'm leveling up See, I fool out with your money. That level up <laughs> is a little down. I vote somebody who don't mind just walking through the Word of God and see what it got to say. Let's try that again. New A, New A, New A. I feel like I'm leveling up. Woo! And so this month, we're going to talk about we're talking about leveling up your worship. Level up your worship. And we had the big give planned before I was going to preach today. So that's just, that's just God. Level up your worship. We found out this month that worship is exalting God high while bowing yourself low in every area of your life. Say that with me. Worship is exalting God high while bowing yourself low in every area of your life. That is our definition of worship. Worship is an act and an attitude. The act of worship, in the act of worship, you use your words, you use your body, you use your emotions. In the attitude of worship, you go from one level to another. Level one, you recognize who God is. Then you move to level two, and you begin to serve God religiously because you're celebrating who he is. You start coming to church every week. You start giving consistently. You pray every day. You read your scriptures. Uh, You start doing stuff religiously. That's that next level. Level of worship because you're celebrating who God is then you move to level three you, that's when you begin to change your lifestyle you eliminate eliminate things he doesn't like and you add things he does like your lifestyle begins to change when you when you level up your worship to that level three but then there's that level four when you get to the level four of worship that's the unconditional yes God I'm lifting you high I'm bowing low whatever you say my yes is on the table I don't even have to know what you're going to say. I'm already saying yes, because I am in the highest level of worship. So today we're going to work a little bit more on level two and three on the things you do religiously as a part of your worship. And level three, getting rid of stuff God doesn't like, adding stuff God does like. I'm teaching you this concept because I love you. I'm teaching you this concept because I really love you and I want to see you set for life. What God has for you, what he is offering you today is a blessed life. God is offering you a blessed life. This means several things. And it's all through the Bible. I come that you might have life and that more abundantly. I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Blessed will you be in the city. Blessed will you be in the field. Blessed will you be when you come. Blessed will you be when you go. These blessings will overtake you. No weapon formed against you is going to prosper. And then all things are going to work together for the good of them who love God and who are called according to his purpose. And you are more than conquerors through him who loves you and you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you and in my name you will cast out demons you'll speak with new tongues. you can even lay hands on the sick and they'll recover and I will supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory and I'll open the windows of heaven the floodgates of heaven and I'll pour you out blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. This is what he's offering you. I want you to have that. That's how it works. God is relational. So he gave us a free will to be able to choose him. He didn't want us to be robots and just do what he forces us to do because that's not relationship. He's relational. He wants a relationship with you. And the only way to make relationship real is to give you free will. You have to have the ability to choose him or not. So he works in something called covenants. A covenant. Covenant is when two parties enter into an agreement. Now, in our day and time, we may call it a contract. But a covenant goes deeper than a contract. See, a covenant is based on love and not just responsibility. You can be in a have a contract with somebody you can't stand. You can have a contract with somebody and say, you do this, you do that. If you don't do this, I don't do that. And, and that's a contract. But a covenant, a covenant is, is relational. The covenant says, you do this and I'll do that. Now, sometimes the covenant is, if you do this, I'll do that. But oftentimes, the covenant really is, this is your part and this is my part. And because I put my word on it, I'll do my part, whether you do your part or not. That's a covenant. Marriage, for example, is a covenant. You promise not to sleep around with other people. They promise not to sleep around with other people. Now, I've done hundreds of marriages. Not one time did I say, and in the vow, and keeping yourself... Only to him if he do that too. Okay, I do. As long as he don't, I won't. But if he do, I'm, I'm going to. I, I, I've never said that. It's always the person makes the decision that I'm going to keep myself to only this person. I'm not going to cheat on you. And if you decide to cheat on me, because I have my own character, because I have my, I made my own promise, even if you cheat, I made up my mind I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to sleep around because I put my word, I put my promise on it. I stand on my covenant whether you mess yours up or not. I don't say, you don't say if, if you don't cheat, I won't cheat, but if you slip up, I'm going to find me somebody to slip up with. That, that's not a covenant. That's a contract. God enters into covenant with us. And if you have any character, you keep your side of it to the best of your ability. And he keeps his side of it because he has the ability. Tithing and consistent giving is a life-changing covenant. Y'all, this is a life changer. Somebody say, this is a life changer. life changer. I want to talk you into this afternoon. I'm trying to talk you into a lifetime commitment to worship in giving no matter what. No matter what. Job or no job. No matter what. Big bill or no big bill. I want to talk you in to a lifetime commitment of worship and giving no matter what. I want to talk you into entering this covenant with God for the rest of your life. Not January and February when you still feel good, but March and June when it's vacation time and when it's Christmas time and when it's birthday time and it's when it's the 25th anniversary trip. I want to get you to make this covenant with God because this covenant, covenant will change your whole life. Yes it will. I entered this covenant when I only had a dollar a week. 4 or 5 years old. I entered this covenant with God, and it has changed my life. It has directed the the direction of my life. I went to college in 1977. I didn't get out of college until 1989, 12 years straight. And when I got out, I did not owe one dime of student loan, not one. This covenant has been good to me. All my needs are met. All my bills paid because I entered into this covenant. It'll change your life. So in this scripture in Malachi, it starts off saying, I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. In other words, he's saying, look, guys, if it wasn't for the fact that I made a covenant with you and I don't change and I have some character, y'all would have been destroyed a long time ago. You would have been out out destroyed completely all the way through because uh, but but the only reason you all still alive and we still having this conversation is because i say i entered into a covenant and i don't change he said he said i'm not, I'm not gonna change and because i won't change that's why you guys are alive because ever since the time of your ancestors you turned away from my decrees you have not kept your part of the bargain uh, but because i made a covenant Y'all the covenant kept me when... <laughs> I wish I could go there that was that's one of my testimonies it was a covenant that kept me when I was I made a, this tithing covenant when I was a kid but I made a covenant with God when I was 16 years old and so many things that should have happened in my life that should have went left, well, there's no way I should be standing here today if I had not committed suicide where I would have been and sitting in a room somewhere and there is a rubber room because I worked there you have been a room somewhere in a straitjacket lost my mind but the covenant kept me. Because he doesn't change. He said, like, look, guys, if it wasn't for the fact that, that I made a covenant, y'all would have been out of here. But it's you guys that keep reneging on your part, just like your ancestors did. You all didn't keep my decrees. You just would not consistently do what I asked you to do. And you wouldn't do what you promised to do. And I can be a witness to that because I read in the Bible where they said, choose life or death, blessing, cursing, and, and, or choose you this day whom you will serve. They all said, we're going to serve the Lord. And then they didn't. And then Israel came and they had the, Israel in their they had that revival. And all of them said, you know what we're going to do? All our ancestors, they was wrong. We're going to serve the Lord. And then they didn't. And all through their history, they always going to serve the Lord. And then they don't. He said, but I tell you what, I'm going to give you another chance because I don't change. Once again, I'm giving you guys another chance. See, Malachi is all the way, all the way to, the <laughs> to the end of the Old Testament now. I'm, I'm, right now, he's just about finished stop talking to y'all. That's country, but y'all know what I'm saying. He said, once again, I'm going to give you another chance. Return to me, and I'll return to you. We'll get our relationship back on track. He said, but you ask, how are we to, how are we to return? In other words, how do you want us to come back? What do you want us to do? He said, I'm glad you asked that question, because I got a question for you. Will a mere mortal rob God? Yet y'all robbing me. And you ask, hi, the Lord, how are we robbing you? How you going to rob God? He said, in tithes and offerings. He said, you're under a curse, your whole nation, because you're robbing me. He said, the reason y'all can't get ahead is because you're robbing me. Now, take it to where we are now. We are post-Jesus. jesus And so he took all the curse of the law. And so I cannot say that people who don't tithe and don't give are cursed because Jesus took the curse. There is therefore no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. But you can't claim the blessing of this scripture either unless you've entered into this covenant. You might not be cursed, but you ain't blessed either. The only way to claim the blessing... Because he did cause the blessings to transfer to us through Christ Jesus. Not the curses, but the blessings. But if you don't enter in the covenant, you can't claim this blessing. And I love this covenant. And I know this covenant works. I know it works. It worked in my life. I decided I was going to tithe. It was the last thing I had. I was in college. I was to my last dime. All I had left was my tithes. I went to church that Sunday. And I said, God, you and I ain't covenant. I didn't say it like that. I was, I was in my 20s. I, I said, God, I'm a tither. This is what I do. I, de- I don't have another dime for the rest of this month. I don't know how I'm going to eat the rest of this month, but this is your money. And I paid my tithes on Sunday, and it was the last thing that I had. And I went to the mailbox on Monday, and my mom had sent me $100. Which meant, we're talking about snail mail. We didn't have no cash app. We had no way for them to put it on no credit card. They had to write a check and send it in the mail. I was in Riverside. Mama was in Vegas. That meant God provided for me Friday. Knowing that I was going to stay in Covenant Sunday. And the money was was available Monday morning. He blessed me before I even blessed him. I know this thing works. It was enough to eat for the rest of the month. I know it works. I've watched other people live this covenant, and I've seen it work for them. I watched my husband, when he got married, everybody in my house got a tithe. If you live with me, you're tithing up in here. And so we got married, and and, and uh, he caught up on his tithing. All he had was his disability check, and like so many people with that check, they just don't see how they can do it. But hey, we you we tithe it up in here. He began to tithe. Do you know? Since that man's been married to me, God has quadrupled his income, and he's still on disability. <laughs> I've never seen it fail. So I asked somebody that was older than me that had been here. I asked Bishop, and she said she ain't never seen it fail either. I have never seen it fail. I have never seen a tither forsaken or begging bread. I've seen them lose a job, but not lose a house or ever be without food. I just lived that with my children. Randy lost his job doing COVID. Then he tried to start a business, and COVID didn't let that happen. That was two thirds of their household income, and they still in the same house, and they still got food in the refrigerator. I don't know how you lose two thirds of your income and live the way they live and not lose anything, but they're tithers. I've seen this thing work. I've seen them, people have not been tithers start tithing and watch their financial situation turn completely around one of my members said, pastor i didn't believe in no tithing but you believed it and i decided to try it because you believed it so firmly Mm -hmm. she said but i don't have to do that now because now that i start tithing and saw what god did with my income i believe it for myself i've seen it work I've seen people have, I've seen them have more than enough when there wasn't enough. How do I have more than enough when I started out with not enough? We call it God math. That God math, I believe in that God math. I don't know how you did that, God. So I want to talk you into... Committing to this covenant for life. Every covenant has your part and God's part. So let's talk about your part. Your part is to worship in giving. That's your part. Worship in giving. He said bring the whole tithe. The whole tithe. Tithe means tenth. And it's kind of funny. Everything else has gone up. The taxes, the gas, inflation, and God is still asking for the same thing. His, his ain't even going up. His don't need to go up. He got it like that. The whole tithe. You can't put $5 and then put tithe on the envelope. That's not tithing. That's an offering. Don't put offering on there. We ain't mad at you. You're grown. You ain't got to tithe if you don't want to. But don't try to mock God. God said, I won't be mocked now. Don't play me. You know you made more than $50. Do not put, if you made $50 and you put your five and put tithe, then you're right. But if you made $500, $600, $3,000 and put $5 on an envelope and call it tithe, you are lying. He said the whole tithe. I'm glad he put it in there like that because evidently people have been doing that for years. They've been doing that for 4,000 years because he made sure he put whole tithe. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Why? that there might be food in my house. Back then, they had to have, to wait like the temple run, they had to have the shoe bread. They had to have oil for the lamps. They had to have the lamps. They had to have wood uh, for the sacrifice. They had to have you know, all of the stuff that went in the temple. They had Somebody had to buy that stuff, and the temple didn't make money. The temple was there for worship. So he said, what I want you all to do is if you guys bring me just one-tenth of my own stuff, this is my money, yeah. then I will. Ma- then that will make sure that the temple can run. Well, what does that mean here? What it means here, what do we do with the tithe? You sitting on tithe? You comfortable in tithes in the heat, in Las Vegas heat? You comfortable in tithe? The lights is your tithe. The the, the 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 musicians, the the little bit y'all give me, y'all want to know what y'all give me. Y'all give me six hundred dollars a week. That that's that's part of it, the, for me to be run for y'all six six twenty four six. Somebody got to <laughs> okay twenty four six and a half. <laughs> it's the chairs. It's the carpet. It's the cleaning. It's the computers. It's the internet. It's the internet. So we can minister. It's the food bank and it's the, 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 the events of, that we do for the community. It's our community center, ACS. It's so that the kingdom can run. That's what it's for. Ain't nobody getting rich off y'all tithing, especially not me. I drive a 2005 Lincoln that was my mama's car and a 2007 Hummer that was my car before I quit. I quit work in 2008. I ain't getting rich off the tithing. It's for the ministry. It's for the people. And so, and, and so he said, just bring it. Bring all the tithing. I, I tithing is ten percent. And but see, it's the first ten percent. It's ten percent off the top. It's not ten percent after you've spent everything you wanted to do. A- anybody had kids that keep your change? Ooh. I had a kid. Nikki's best friend had to, had a tendency to keep my change. So if I give you twenty dollars to go buy something for me, and you need something for a bill. You don't take it out. My change, right. bring me my change. That's my change. That wasn't, you didn't have the discretion to decide to pay one of your bills with my change. Right. You didn't have a discretion to put gas in your car with my change. Right. You don't have the discretion to go out to McDonald's with my change. But that's exactly what we do when we pay all our bills first and then decide to give God something. What you just did is spend His change. Bring God His change. Because it was His money. See, all of it's God's. And a worship attitude recognizes that. A worship attitude recognizes, God, I wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for the breath that you breathe in my body. And and for this job, many of us got jobs we shouldn't even have. Many of you, the way you do your money, you really should be homeless. But God works all that. It's his. But worship says all of me. me. See, that first song was worship. Some of y'all didn't get it. So that first song was the ultimate worship. All of me. And so r- worship attitude recognizes that, it says, that I've entered, God has entered into this covenant with me, and my part is to give tithes and offering. Now, this demonstration I got from Ram B.J., and while I do this, somebody, uh, I didn't know I was preaching here today, so I, was, I didn't get you all prepared, but I need somebody to find 10 items, um, somebody get 10 fans, uh, get, 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 go out and get 10 pieces of paper, um, uh, 10, 10 something, 10 mints, 10 something, 10 bags of potatoes, whatever we got here, 10 glasses, ten, gl- 10 bottles of water. Uh, somebody get, get 10. This is how this thing works. Now those folk, give me some help here. Those folk were, uh, pull that out. Start with the cans. Say they raised chickens. And what the families would do is they would bring whatever their increase was. Now, most of them were people who worked in the fields. So say you, uh, you raised chickens, and so you made some ch- cream of chicken soup. One for you, God, and one, come on, here, Dave, two, three, Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, for me. Wow. So then there's another family. They, they made leather. And so they, they made leather shoes. So, God, here's a nice pair of Converse for you. That's for you. And then we got some Adidas and some Reeboks and some Nikes. You got 10 pair for me, some Skechers, some more Nikes, 10 walking shoes, more Nikes. I'm a Nike girl uh, f- f- for me. And then another family say, well, we, we raise sheep. And so we have some nice wool to go around, and so we got this nice stuff that we make out of the wool from our sheep. And so we got some sweats pants for you, God. One for you. And one, two, three, four, Uh, got some Adidas, Uh, four, five, six, Seven, eight, nine, for me. Somebody, they had some wood and stuff, so they made paper. And they said, all right, God, we made these beautiful fans out of our increase. One for you. And one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine for me. We got, we make, this what we make out of our paper. And so we got uh, this paper that we make with the pretty ink on it. One for you, God. Nine for me. And all God said was, I feel the anointing. If you'll give me this, I'll give you that. Now, wait a minute. Not only that, but I will open up heaven. And pour out so much blessing. One scripture says 30, 60 to 100 fold. So I'll not only just take this and let you have that to live on, but if you will do this, what I'll do is I'll multiply this 100 fold. So look at this and imagine that 100 times. But he still only gets this. So not only will I bless you with what all of this was mine anyway. But I'll multiply what I left you with. Up to a thousandfold, a hundredfold. And more than that, what I'll do is I'll press this down. I'll shake it together. Then I'll run it over. I'll make other people give it to you. I'll make other people bring it to you. I'll give you jobs that you didn't deserve. I'll make stuff stretch farther than it was supposed to stretch. I will fill up the room with this. And all I ever asked you for was that. Now, can we go deeper? When you really get to worship, It's not just what you were willing to give. The kids helped me out with this last night. I asked them, "What is the best of this?" See, we want to give God what we have left over, but when you really move into worship, you'll give Him the best of it. Does God get the best of your time or what you have left over? Does He give the best of your gift or what you have left over? Does He get the best of your giving? Because see, see, you gave your giving. Uh, To everybody that say they can't tithe, I said, just let me see your budget. I'll find it. I guarantee you I'll find it. If you've been to Starbucks, I'll find it. If you've been to McDonald's, I'll find it. If you got cable, I'll find it. If you got internet, I'll find it. If you got a steak instead of spam, I'll find it. Not only that, will you give him the best? Will you do without some stuff you think you need? Because you refuse to take God's money to pay for what you think you need. Will you give him the best of it? So they told me that, that the, uh, what y'all always call these? Converse, what y'all call them? Chucks. Instead of Chucks, giving them Nikes. Some of y'all don't mind giving them the Chucks. Yeah. These are the nicest Nikes I got. These are some nice Nikes. <laughs> Will you give them the Nikes? Yeah. Instead of this generic brand, I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Will you give them the Adidas suit? Yeah. Though they said the Nikes was more, but this Adidas cost me more than them Nikes. Yeah. Will you give him the best of what you have? Or do you throw him the leftovers? He said, I will multiply this. I will give you back this a hundredfold. If you will enter the covenant with me, and he's still at 10%. The government, I'm in the 27%. He hasn't even changed. That's your part. That, this, is your part. Well, what's God's part? He said, now this, if you do that consistently for a lifetime, here's my part. I'll bless you. I will bless you. He said, test me. Test me in this. Try me, says the Lord. See if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour, 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 pour. See, when something is pouring, it don't stop. When it's porn, it's just it's it, it, it's just a constant flow. I will give you a constant flow of blessing, so much so you don't have room enough to store it. And I'm telling you how good how good God is because He knows that there's at some point you're in covenant with Him, He's been blessing you like this, even when you didn't do your part. If you got more than two pairs of shoes, I'm sorry, if you got more than one pair of shoes. You already have blessing that you don't have room enough to receive because you can't pay, pay, you can't wear but one at a time. If you got a change of clothes, he's already, some of you got so much stuff that you got storage. You paying for storage because he's blessed you where you don't have room enough in your house to see it. You got a bunch of junk in your, you can't even get your car in your garage. You got so much stuff. He's already blessed you like this. You don't have room enough to receive it. To bless means to speak well of. And when God speaks well of something, the blessing is the tangible result of what God spoke. To bless is to speak it. The blessing is the result of what God spoke. So bless me and then I'll see the result of what you spoke. So my part, I'll bless you. Then he says, my part again. I'll protect what I bless. I will protect what I bless. He said, I'll prevent pests from devouring your crops. In other words, I'm gonna protect your stuff. You have no idea the kind of stuff that didn't happen because you were a tither or a giver. You have no idea. I got distracted the other day and looked up and I was right on somebody's bumper but didn't hit him. And I'm like, God, oh, thank you, Jesus. He protected me. for. It's the stuff that didn't happen. You have no idea. The saints used to call it, event. the saints called it danger seen and unseen. You don't even know what God has saved your kid from. You don't even know who was lurking behind your child's car. You don't even know what was around the corner had you turned the corner at the wrong time. But God has protected you stuff that you don't even know. Now, he won't protect you from everything. Somebody's sitting there now, some stuff that's happened in my life. He won't protect you for everything for a couple of reasons. One, we're in a fallen world. And stuff is going to happen on this earth till we go to heaven. We're not in heaven. So you're not going to live like you're in heaven on earth. I don't care how in love you are, she ain't heaven on earth. <laughs> He's not going to protect you for everything because we're in a fallen world. He's not going to protect you for stuff that you keep choosing. You chose that yourself. You chose that. God just let this happen to me. No, you chose that, boo. You chose that. You did that. I got the diabetes and I got high blood pressure and God is just letting it. No, you did that at that dinner table. You did that. And some things he allows to happen because they're good for your growth. He said, I could keep this from them. But I need them to learn something right about here. I need them to learn some stuff because they're going to need it for ministry. I need them to learn some stuff so they can get some sense. I need them to learn some stuff when they're 25 so they're not doing the same dumb stuff at 55. Because if you're 40, if you're still stupid at 40, you're probably going to die a fool. But if, if... That's what my uncle told me. My uncle said, if you ain't got no sense by the time you're 40, you're going to die a fool. But... So so he got to let you go through some stuff at 35 so you're not a fool at 60. So he's not going to protect you for everything. But you have no idea how much you're being protected from simply because you did that. My part number three, God still got some more parts. He said, I'll perfect your timing. He said the vines and your frills won't drop their fruit before it's ripe. In other words, I'm not gonna let stuff drop off. I'm gonna wait till stuff gets right before I let it because if you know if you take fruit down, if the fruit falls off, you can't sell it. It's waste, it's wasted now. It wasn't ripe. Can't nobody eat it, but it's off the vine, so it can't grow anymore. So it's just wasteful. He said, I'm gonna keep you from wasting your time. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. I'll perfect your timing. He'll make sure everything happens at the right time. You could not get married then. It was not the right time. You'd have messed it up if I gave it to you then. It wasn't the right time. You couldn't have the house then. You don't know how to keep your apartment, so I can't give you no house right now. It's not the right time. You don't need that job and promotion right now because you can't stand nobody telling you what to do. He can't give it to you right now, so he'll make sure. He don't want you to wreck your whole life, so he will make sure everything happens At the right time. Then he says, All nations will call you blessed. For people will be able to see how blessed you are. And yours will be a delightful land. I'll even enjoy being with you. You'll enjoy being with me, and I'll enjoy being with you, says the Lord Almighty. So, my question today is what do you say? What do you say? Here's the deal. Here's the covenant. You give me this, I'll give you that. And then I'll multiply that a hundredfold and then some and let you live under an open heaven. Anybody know they living under an open heaven. I got a handful of folk that have lived this covenant for a while and they know I'm living under open heaven. Whenever I need it, it's going to be available. That's the deal. My question is what do you say? Are you in? Are you in? Who's in? (laughs) You can't beat this deal. Who's in? God told me today to just pray for people who are in. God, I'll take that deal. You ain't gonna get that deal nowhere else. God, I'll I'll, I'll take that deal. It ain't like that there might be two or three people in here that's 10% of a million. Most of y'all it, it, the 10% ain't all that, no way. For what I need to do in my life, my 10%, we can't do that, no way. But my 10% can do that if I invest it in the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Then it'll do that. And then it'll keep doing that a hundred times. You say, I, I don't want to do this because God, I, uh, Uh, because I'm blessed Um, no let's go with uh, I give myself away Um, I don't want to start off this God I don't want to say I'm going to do this and I just don't see how I'm going to give it up I I don't know that much about money we'll help you do it God will help you do it the Holy Ghost will help you do it but I don't want you to worry about that he just wants to know if you're in remember he does his part whether you consistently do your part or not there's so much grace in this walk with God. We think, God, God, I'm not going to do that because then if I mess up, you're going to shoot me. No, he's not. There's so much grace in this walk. He understands. He knows you. He just wants to know, are you in? Because he's going to do his part. So what do you say? If you're willing to do that, he told me to pray for all of those who are in? Who'll take this deal? I tell you, I took this deal as a kid, and I refuse. Not I told y'all the old cars I'm driving. I do need a new car. I'm gonna get a new car eventually. But nothing that's gonna break into my giving. And I'm not talking to you about my tithe. I tithe twice. I tithe here, and then I tithe the central the same amount. Even though one job pays me more than the other one, it's part of my increase. So everything that both churches give me, I tithe at both churches. And now I give an extra offering at the third church. Because I live this thing. And I'm satisfied. And even if he doesn't, he's worthy of all of this. And so if he never blessed me again, I'm not now, now I'm in love with him. Before I did it, I was at that lower level of worship. I'm at that high level of worship now. To where I do this whether he blessed me or not. Because I love him and he's worthy. So if you're in, if you'll take the deal, it don't matter which level of worship you're at, say, Lord, I'll take that deal. I'll commit to that. We've already told you there is a need in this house. And the biggest thing is that we really don't have that many tithers in this house. Because I hate to talk about money. I do. But if I don't teach you, I'm messing up your blessing. I want you to be set for life. And this is the way it's done. If you're in. Come to the altar. Come to the altar. I'm not trying to shame nobody you grown you don't have to do this I'm just offering you what God said he would do and want to know if you are in if you ain't in you don't want to don't feel no kind of way about it you know continue to give what you can give there's there's no I wouldn't say there's no pressure the only pressure is the pressure from God saying I'm trying to bless you I'm trying to give you this I'm trying to get you out of struggle and you won't get out of struggle. Or he's saying, Don't you love me enough to do this? It's a love situation. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, they've come forth as a testimony to their covenant with you. And it doesn't matter. What church you give it to you're not giving it to a church you're just giving it through a church he said bring it to the storehouse whichever storehouse you decide i know new antioch's a great place to have but wherever you give some of you you've been doing this for a long time he recognizes that and he's ready to increase blessing So, God, in the name of Jesus, you told me to pray for those who would enter into covenant with you. And so, God, as a woman of God, as I lay my hands on them, we seal the covenant that they're making with you today. And, God, I know you're already doing your part. You're already starting in on your part. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we enter into covenant, God. God, we say yes. God, we say yes. Not only do I give away what you've asked me for. God, but in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, even this young woman, God, it'll set her for life. It'll set her for life in the name of Jesus. Pastors, if you will go and lay hands on, make sure everybody gets their hands laid on. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, release your blessing. Open the windows of heaven. Begin to pour out blessing. God, and let them know you did it. 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 Let them know you did it, it, God. God, we're moving into covenant with you. God, we are so grateful to be able to give. We are so grateful to be able to connect with you. God, we're grateful for this covenant in the name of Jesus. God, when I got it, I'ma give it. When I don't have it, God, I'll find it. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, release, release those windows of heaven. Release those windows of heaven in the name of Jesus. Show them that it works. You said to test you. You said to prove you in the name of Jesus.